When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome into another edition of Beyond the Hill on the Hilltopper Nation Podcast Network. I'm Tyler Eaton. Thank you for joining us. If you missed our latest episode with WKU baseball head coach John Pulowski, you can find that in all past and future editions of Beyond the Hill at wkusports.com slash podcast, as well as all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. This week's guest is none other than former WKU basketball star and NBA veteran Courtney Lee. Lee racked up the accolades in his time on the Hill from 2004 to 2008, immediately making his impact felt by winning Sunbelt Conference Freshman of the Year in 2005. Lee would then go on to earn three straight first-team All-Sunbelt Conference honors, but it was his senior year in particular that will forever live on in legend on the Hill. Averaging over 20 points per game, Lee was named Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, guiding WKU to a 29-7 record in an appearance in the NCAA Tournament Sweet 16. He finished his career with 2,000 238 career points, which equals Jim McDaniels for the most in Hilltopper basketball history. For all those accolades and many more, his number 32 now hangs retired, helping the rafters of Diddle Arena. After his illustrious career on the Hill, Courtney Lee would go on to be drafted 22nd overall in the 2008 NBA draft by the Orlando Magic. In his rookie season, Lee contributed to a Magic squad that made an appearance in the 2009 NBA Finals. Now a 12-year NBA veteran, Lee has played for eight different teams across the league and is currently on the Dallas Mavericks. Without further ado, let's go beyond the hill with WKU basketball legend, Courtney Lee. Courtney, first of all, I know that everything in your career came to a sudden stop as it did for the rest of us. So what have the last few weeks looked like, I guess, for you and your family since this all really 
really kicked in and we've seen the stoppage of sports across the world. It's crazy times right now, man. Uh, I remember when we first found out, we was actually playing against uh, the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, the WKU softball team was at the game. Yep. I remember speaking to them afterwards and uh, just finding out that uh, the season was going to be uh, at a stop until we found out what was, was going to happen with this with this virus. And we thought it was only going to be like a week or two because uh, – Gobert and uh, Mitchell tested positive for Utah, so figured that was the only only two players in the league that tested positive. And then it was a couple other ones, and then it just began to start spreading rapidly around the United States. And then they just told us that uh, at that time we was able to go home, so we kind of knew that it was going to be a while. And uh, like the first couple weeks, man, I had to stay in, in Dallas because I was going to fly home. But then a, a guy that I was I was with after the game when we went out to dinner, woke up that next day saying he, saying he didn't feel well and went and got tested, and he ended up testing positive. Wow. And so it made my my, my two weeks, the next two weeks, a little bit longer because I had to stay in Dallas. Right. I had to wait uh, my 14 days of quarantining, and, uh, and I also went and got tested. My test came back negative. And so after that, I was able to fly home. So now that you've been back home, what has that been like for you? I know it's it's a difficult time for you, especially as an athlete, to try to stay active. And, and with all this going on, I guess trying to stay entertained as well. Uh, so what have you been up to since you've been able to go back home? Uh, a lot of a lot of daddy-daughter time. Um, I've been been swimming a lot with my, my four-year-old London Lee. Uh, I, actually, I have a like a, a, a gym slash weight room in my house, so I've been able to stay in shape with running on the treadmill and the team, the Mavericks did a good job with sending gym equipment. They also send one of those, uh, those Nordic track bikes. So I've been, been working out on that. Mm-hmm. And then thank God for the internet. I've been able to play <laughs> a couple of teammates and, and friends and, and Madden and FIFA online. So who wins? I know with FIFA, I, I'm sure Luca claims that he's the top dog, but who really wins when it comes to playing those games? Uh, I would say I would say Luca Luca is probably number one in FIFA, but I beat him last. Really? To one, yeah, not to brag. Four goes to <laughs> one. Uh, Jalen Brunson's pretty good in uh, in FIFA also, but other than that, man, in Madden, I I claim the throne in Madden in 2K. Uh, I want to say Justin Jackson's good at uh, Call of Duty. I just uh, I just downloaded that, so I gotta I gotta warm up in that before I jump in against them. Now, when you play 2K, do you use the Mavs? Now, with all you guys playing, obviously you got to pick some different teams. So, who are your go-to? Not just in 2K, but the other games as well. Uh, see, what we do in 2K is a little bit different, man. You get three randoms. So yeah, that's yeah. The random button three times. We do that then too. Whatever teams you land on, those are the three teams you got to choose from. So that's how we do it in that. And then in Madden, it's, it's you just pick whatever team. But in Madden, I think my, my teams. I like the Cowboys. Uh, I like the Chiefs. I like the Eagles. Oh yeah. I like the Colts. Uh, there's one more. There's one more I like to play with. I like Baltimore <laughs> also. Oh yeah, that's yeah. You got to use that Lamar. Yeah, but if it was coming down to like a, a, a game where I want to win and it's something on the line, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys mm-hmm. because they're pretty solid on offense and defense. It's, it's pretty solid. And in FIFA, I'm going with uh, well against Luca. I know he uses um, he uses Barcelona. Yeah. Or uh, I think it's called Juventus, mm-hmm. and so out of those two teams, if he's not using one, I'm using. <laughs> just the other. use the other. Yeah, I like that. The 
Yeah, you got you got to do what you got to do in a situation like that. And I, I do want to ask you what it's been like this year because obviously you've played for some good teams, but with all the media attention that has been on Luca and likely would have been a top five, maybe top three guy in the MVP voting, what has it been like this season in particular to be around a team that's gotten the media attention that this year's Dallas team has gotten? Uh, I'm I mean, like you said, been in the NBA for a while mm-hmm. and being in different markets as far as like the Boston and New York, like. You're just used to right. the media being around a lot. Uh, but I would say in Dallas, it's more positive because being in New York, you know, everything's a headline and it's a story. Uh, you switch shoes and you play bad. It's, it's a story about that in New York. So I think Dallas is more people friendly. Uh, the mo- the media outlet there was, was, was definitely positive. But, uh I mean, it was good from going from when I first got traded to Dallas and it being like a transitioning year from mm-hmm. trying to have Dirk retired and going out and getting his uh, his numbers and whatnot to break the record to being a team that's fighting to get in the playoffs. And we were in the playoffs and was trying to win big and having Chris Stapps and, and Luca coming together and gelling and meshing to, to form a, a two-man duo going forward, man, it was a veteran guy like myself man it was it was good to to watch now I know with the rigors of the NBA season it's tough for you to pay attention to much else that's going on but I do know that while you haven't been able to meet this year's WKU basketball team you've been able to interact with them on social media and I'm sure you've been able to pay a decent amount of attention to what they were able to do this year so so what do you make of this year's squad and what they were able to accomplish and, and perhaps what they were going to accomplish had this all not happened yeah, I think we was going to do damage in that tournament, man. I was actually going <laughs> to go up to it, but COVID-19 had, had other plans mm-hmm. for us. But, uh, yeah, man, I try to – every year I try to follow all of the guys on Instagram to keep up as much as possible just because with our schedule, I'm always on the move, and it's kind of hard to catch games. I, I actually caught one game. Uh, I watched it on the computer. Uh, thanks to my man, Hurl, he set me up. Uh, I think it was the Louisville game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, just to see the guys have that fight, man, and that energy and just representing WKU, man, I'm always proud of all of them, man. And uh, I, I try to like as many uh, pictures as possible from the guys and, and, and keep up with them. And then I also follow the, the WKU men's basketball Instagram to, to stay informed as much as possible. Now, in a situation like this, obviously, like you said, you've been around the league for a long time. You've been around basketball for a long time. But what would your advice be for not just WKU, but all these college athletes right now that are just kind of, kind of having to sit around and wait? And for the senior basketball players, a lot of them, their careers quite possibly are over. So what would your advice be right now for all those athletes out there who are just kind of waiting for things that are out of their control? That's kind of a tough one, man, because I really never experienced this ever. I mean, I had the, in the NBA, the, I want to say going into my fourth year, we had the lockout. Mm-hmm. But that was something that we knew that once negotiations came to an end, that we would go right back to playing. Right. With this, there's there's no telling, man, how long this thing's gonna last and and and, and where it's going from now. But as far as that, man, I know it's tough for some guys that were seniors that have big plans, and I don't know if the NCAA is gonna be uh, lenient and gracious with giving another the, another year of eligibility back. Uh, so I'm not sure on that, but. For the most part, man, I think the one thing that you can hold on to is just those friendships, those those bonds you made throughout the year and, and the memories you have with your guys, man, just trying to have a positive outlook look on it. 
and just cherish those moments. And hopefully, if they're not able to get a, a, an extra year of eligibility, uh, that they continue to pursue their their degrees and graduate and then go forward in life with that, man. But I would say the, the, the one thing that you probably can take from this year is just, is just the memories. Mm-hmm. And I do want to go back to some of your memories from WKU. Obviously, you got to go out on your own terms uh, and had a lot of great moments there, especially the Sweet 16 run. How did WKU in particular prepare you for what I guess now has become the banner of WKU and the NBA with your career that you've been able to have in the league. What did WKU do to prepare you for that? And and what has it been like now to be that representative for WKU in the NBA with your lengthy career? Uh, Man, I would just say uh, just, man, transitioning from coming in there when I was a a kid at 18, man, and leaving 21, 22, like becoming a man and just having a different outlook on everything. Like it's from from people that, that, that helped and molded me throughout my four years there uh I, I just think that that played the huge part uh I always when I talked to coach Horn and all the coaches coach Button maybe Willie Smalls that was there for a while uh Paul Sanderford all these guys that I uh I talked to on a on a kind of on a daily basis man I always thank them because they pushed me to the limit, man. And me and Coach Horn, I don't I don't think anybody knows these stories, but when I first got to Western Kentucky, my first year, and even part of my sophomore year, I I would think about transferring all the time. Just really? Because, yeah, me and Coach Horn didn't didn't get along. And it wasn't it wasn't in a sense that, that he was a bad person, but it was in a sense that he seen potential with me before I seen potential in myself. And he would he would push me. He would push me harder than anybody. Like always staying on me. If somebody else made a mistake, it, it, it'd be my fault somehow, some way. And being a and being a young a young kid, like I didn't understand that at the time. And then I also thought he was just overly strict as far as like we'll go to class, we'll have practice, we had time to eat, then we had to go to study tables, and then we didn't get out of there till like 9 p.m. And then we had to be up the next day, like 6 a.m. to do conditioning. And I was just like, man, this dude is just like a drill sergeant. But then I I didn't realize that what he was doing was just installing good habits and responsibility into us as players so that when I did make it to the NBA and you have all this freedom, I wasn't used to that. I was always on a tight schedule. I knew he would always say to be on time was to be late. And I would always show up to everything I was doing an hour early, and it just it just helped me just build mm-hmm. that professionalism going into my career, and also my work ethic as far as when he would always push push me to the limits, and then I always had that accountability. Like when I told you that everything would always be blamed on me or whatever, even if it wasn't my fault, that I was just able to just build that 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 accountability up, and it, it definitely helped extend my career a hundred percent. So. With all that being said, man, Coach Horn and the coaching staff did a tremendous job with developing us as players, but then also as men. There's also people that that I I talk to a lot. Uh, I still have a good relationship with Mike Gaddy, who uh, is still on the training staff. I talk to him quite a bit. You got guys like uh, Wood that's not there. I don't think anymore. I think he went to Auburn mm-hmm. midway through when I was there. You got Miss Dixie who I, I, I treated like a second mother when I was on campus. 
Uh, you got Jim Clark, a guy that I always talk to. Uh, Dave Jaggers is another guy that I always was, that I always talk to. There's, I mean, there's so many people, man, that uh, I'm I'm kind of forgetting a, a few. The Ransdells, uh, the first people that actually taught me how to they taught me table etiquette and which utensil to use at the proper time, which at that time you didn't think it was a big deal. Just hand me the, the, the spoon, knife, and fork, and let's eat. But it goes a long way when you're making first impressions with people. Like when you're going to having these dinner meetings, they pay attention to that stuff. So it was just a lot of people that played the big part, man. And I, and I cherish those, those friendships that, that I made over the years. Is it all those little things that you just mentioned that, that makes you have such pride and being from WKU, because you've always been the guy, I guess, when, when people think about WKU and, and alum that have made it big time, is it those little things that you just mentioned that, that makes you so proud of being from Western and being the one that people, I guess, look at as a shining example of, of what can come from the Hill? Oh, 100%. 100%. And then even with going to Western Kentucky, the NBA was never in my plans. Like, I was... I was super happy just to have a scholarship to be able to play basketball, man, because I only had uh, Bradley University and Western Kentucky University was the only schools that offered me a scholarship. And right. So, I mean, just having that my, that that thought process of just being happy to go to college and this university taking a chance on a kid like myself, man. So I was definitely just happy and, and, and proud about that. And then, like you said, just going on and, and now when people think of WKU basketball, they, they, they mention my name. I, I'm, I'm definitely humbled by that, man. It's a blessing. And, and it's kind of crazy that, like I said, when I was going there, like none of that was even imaginable. None of that was even an idea at the time. And just what we was able to accomplish, not only myself, but my teammates also, man, it was, it's, it's just huge. And I appreciate all of that. Now, Courtney, before I let you go, oh, I do want to go back and ask you about that 2008 Sweet 16 run um, and, and everything that came with that. Obviously, the first two games were, were wild. And Tampa, the shot, everyone always will remember that from Ty Rogers. And then ultimately, you end up playing a stacked UCLA team. What was that run like? And what are your some of your best memories from that stretch in particular? Man, it's crazy because throughout the years, from my, my freshman year to that year, man, we always had good teams that was always like supposed to make it, and we would always get to the point where we would always lose to the team that we was supposed to beat, and it was just so frustrating, man. But uh, that Sweet Sweet Sixteen run was was unbelievable because uh, it's just the bond that I built with those dudes, man. Uh, it, 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 it's nothing like it because. Those dudes that we went to the Sweet 16, majority of them with uh, Ty Rogers, uh, Matt Maresca, Adam uh, Adam Howard, Orlando, Boris Diakum, those dudes, like I was there all four years with them. So we've been through everything possible. Um, and then just, just getting there and then Ty hitting that shot, man, was unbelievable. I always thank Ty also because if we would have lost in that first that first game, then it, my exposure to to these NBA scouts could have been a little bit different. That would have been the last game that they went off of, That's and a I was in. I had I I don't think I had one of my better games there. I was in foul trouble, and so I was able to redeem myself those the, that next game. And so I always thank Ty Ty for that shot, man. And it was just uh, just. Coming from Western, man, we had, like, 
everything was just always different because you hear stories about other teams. Like I have friends that went to Duke and all these other schools and they would just tell me stories about how they traveled. They had their own private plane and everything. Uh, just all the perks that they was getting and us at Western, like we were still proving ourselves. So when we made it and we finally got that treatment as far as being flown on a, on a, on a separate plane, going to these games and, and, and getting that treatment, man, it, it just, it just felt, it felt right. And it also felt good because we came through the back door. Like we worked, we worked to get here. We like, this wasn't given to us. And I did it with the same guys that I came in with, so that made that run that much more special. And I mean, it was it was just an unbelievable run, man. Now you did mention I want to go back to this point. You mentioned that first round game could have been the the last game of your career. Ultimately, got a couple more, and then you ended up tied at the top of the all time scoring list. Is there has there ever been a part of you that wanted to go back and and maybe hit one more free throw or one more shot to to put your name up there at the top by yourself? I mean, at times I catch myself selfishly thinking that, but I always, <laughs> I always stop myself, man, because Big Jim, man, he played the big part. Mm-hmm. He played a big part in my success at Western because he always called and checked on me, and we always talked for the longest and whatnot, and he always gave me advice. So I was just happy to just be in the same company as him, knowing that 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 he was one of the one of the hilltoppers, greats, and he was just a good guy, man. So. It, it kind of worked out perfect, man, because keep him at the top of, uh, uh, of, the, of the hill also. Well, Courtney, I really appreciate you taking the time to call. Uh, stay safe. Continue to take advantage of this family time. And most importantly, man, just keep staying healthy through all this. Oh, yes, sir, man. I appreciate you guys. A big thank you to former WKU basketball star and current NBA player on the Dallas Mavericks, Courtney Lee, for joining us here on Beyond the Hill. Another reminder, if you've missed any past episodes or you want to make sure you're in the loop on upcoming episodes of Beyond the Hill or anything else going on on the Hilltopper Nation podcast network, visit wkusports.com podcast. As always, stay posted to WKU Sports social media for information on upcoming episodes, guests, and other events and stories within Hilltopper Nation. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Beyond the Hill on the Hilltopper Nation Podcast Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.